into the online broadcast network. AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries. And your number one source for after show entertainment. AfterBuzz TV. The destination for TV superfans. Producing after shows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows. Interviewing celebrities and showrunners. And bringing you behind the scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, After Buzzers, and welcome to the fourth season of Showtime's Original Homeland. I'm your host, Thaddeus Massey. Joining me today is... Hey guys, I'm Lexi Hamasfar. And my name is Nando Velasquez. Hello everybody. Yeah, so we're on week four, episode called Iron in the Fire, and we see why. Because Carrie and the crew are trying to like really like water this Ion guy to find out what's going on, what happened with the... Uh, with the drone attack. Well, it wasn't a drone attack, actually. No, was, well, they figured out the end of the last episode that it was actually a murder. It was actually a plot to kill Sandy. And it yes. was orchestrated by the, IS, by the ISI. Yes, so they got, they've got they got Ion, who was the only survivor of the attack. and Well, yeah, I mean, they got uh, Ion. He's the one that they've tracked and that they've made contact with. Well, he was the only survivor of that attack. I don't think he was the only survivor. Was he not? No. I don't think so. No. Are you sure? <laughs> You guys can correct us or correct if me. You, if you remember from the first episode, he was rescued and he was next to a man who I th- believe died. There were a lot of people who died, but I believe there were survivors. But for he's the one we're reason. following. Okay, we're you, the one. I, yeah, he's, he's the one we're the following. following. Yes, but for some reason, I could have swore they said he was all, the sole survivor of that. No. Are you sure? No. I'm pretty I don't sure. Think okay, so. okay, whatever. Whether I, or not he's the sole survivor or not, yes, we're trying to get down to the bottom of Sandy's yeah. murder. Mm-hmm. So, well, definitely he's not the. We found out he's definitely not the sole survivor. If somebody is, is alive that we we discovered is alive, <laughs> Hakani. Hello, Hakani. But we don't know uh, well, if Hakani yeah, was well, actually there. Well, actually, yeah, we're not sure if he was there or not, and they they want us to believe that he was there. Obviously, okay. <laughs> My seat's sinking up. It's really hard for me Nando's to make points. Sinking. It's really hard for me. To, it's like I'm making these valid points and then I'm sinking, <laughs> which makes it seem like my points aren't that valid. It's all good. But they, they discovered, obviously, yeah. they see that Farhad Ghazi is actually, um, Farhad Ghazi was actually on Farad the site. Ghazi. Yeah. Farad yeah he Ghazi. was actually on the site and that the actual, uh, the mob killing of Sandy was actually he, orchestrated. Yeah, he was the mysterious guy who, who threatened Ayan at the end of the first episode. Yes. Or, I'm sorry, at the end of the second episode, I believe it was. Uh, yeah, he was the mysterious guy and yeah, he was the one on site with the comm that was apparently orchestrating, uh, Sandy's death. The whole mob that killed Sandy. Right. So yes. now Carrie has actually, I don't know how she's convinced. She's so good at convincing Quinn to do her whatever. Because he loves her. Her beck and call. Like because so. all of a sudden he loves her. Now yeah. Billy's not in the picture, and now he realizes he has feelings for her. I, and I think a it's. I, I you know, <laughs> I think it's a little too orchestrated. You kind of want to see it happen a little bit. No, no, I don't want to see it happen necessarily. I just there's so much sexual tension that yeah. I almost want to, them to hook up and be like, yeah. okay, let's move past this. Like, let's get on. Just get it over with. Let's, yeah. Just wham, bam, thank you, man. Well, then it's almost, <laughs> it's, it's so <laughs> obvious it. that he has, like, feelings for her. I mean, yeah. even Darth the Doll, like, what, what, uh, Darth, yeah. Darth, Darth Doll comes to, I said Darth, what is the Star Wars? He said Wars? Darth, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, he comes I know, to, it's your first he, week back. Right, right. So I'll <laughs> get back in the swing. <laughs> Gotta get back uh, in the swing. Uh, uh, I, uh, I see that. It's a little rusty. Right. There's a little ring rust. Right. But he actually, everybody sees it. He gets called on his stuff, you know, so like, 
dude, get your head out of your butt. If mm. you're either going to get back to work, uh, I mean, they actually don't even want him to fall off the map. They're going to have to put him through some kind of retraining. They mentioned last episode if he decides that he actually wants to go on this well path. according to i mean according to his conversation with carrie later on in this episode it sounds like he's just one psyche valve away from or no one polygraph test away yeah. from leaving the leaving so he's leaving after i don't this. think he's actually gonna leave though no he's yeah. actually not gonna leave uh what's really funny is he's he's back and she begs him please 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 and we see that he's back by her side mm-hmm. and assisting him i i I think this guy should just disappear somewhere. He actually has the capability and the means and the skills to actually disappear if he wants to, but he actually hasn't made quite a decision. He's kind of gone to this this rut, but now he's back by Carrie's side helping him. I mean, what do you guys think about how this is going to... I mean, I'm I think just... that's the point. Like, if he... My chair is sinking down now, too. But if, <laughs> <laughs> if he wants to disappear, he can. But he's choosing not to, and he's choosing to go back into... You know the battleground, so to speak. Yeah, I mean he's he was <laughs> sinking. Everybody's like, we're fighting. If you're watching this on streaming right now, it's really, it's really, <laughs> it's comical. Stand. We're like little oompa loompas right now. Like squat. Yeah, I'm just, up. I'm just gonna keep my posture. Up. Right, hold, hold okay. yourself up. Yes. So with uh with this Redmond guy who actually thought he was gonna be the new station chief, he his bubble has like been like busted because Carrie comes and takes over, so she can't really like trust him. Well, yeah, I mean, we see at the beginning of the episode when Carrie is looking for, through the uh, ISI agents that uh, that at least the CIA knows, uh, trying to find who that this mysterious person is. Right. And Redmond comes in and notices the screen grab, even though she's trying to keep keep everything protected. Apparently, he sees the screen grab that she had from YouTube from yeah. the from the video. Yeah. And just says automatically, "It's for Agazi," and uh, he knew right away, and he gave her all this information. So, but at so- the same time. He's still, yeah, I mean, the the big question here is, I mean, he gave it up so willingly, especially when it's just so obvious he doesn't like her from the last episode. She took his spot. Right. He was even driven to drink. You know, he was kind of drunk on the job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the question is, like, is he setting her up? Is this something he knows? I mean, he he also expressed that he knew about the tunnel that Sandy used in the right. first episode. Yeah. So I, I really am questioning like how much he really knows about Sandy's deal right. and what he's you know what his interests are in this case. Right. I mean, how much intelligence is he just really withholding? Yes, I feel like he's probably situation. holding a good amount because he was mm-hmm. so quiet and he's got so much resentment towards Carrie because she's. Digging so hard to figure out what's actually going on. And he's following her. And he's, he's got saying, agents yeah. following he's got detail, her. Yeah, he's got a detail on her to yeah. find out what's going on, where, where is she at? Because you guys are supposed to be on the same team, yeah. obviously, and obviously not on the same team. It's like all yeah. these, you know, personal interests going on. I mean, so. he's got, ex- he's got a good excuse, like, for protection and even though, you know, even not letting her know about it just to, to watch her back. But right. yeah, you know, there's something shady right. behind the whole thing. You just know it. I mean, maybe they're, uh, maybe they're setting it up where he actually turns out to be really a good guy, a good guy, but it's the whole he can't stand. Now he has two female bosses as opposed to one. Yeah, <laughs> what's, mean, what's, what's the problem with female bosses? Yeah, what's the problem? I don't know. I think maybe he the ambassador's kind of cool. Maybe he, I think maybe he has an issue with it. Oh, okay. The ambassador's kind of cool. Although she seems to have her own problems. Yeah, yeah she has her own cool. problems that we'll get into, but, but yeah. I think Redmond might have a problem with it, though. Oh, okay. That's what it may, it kind of seems like he mm-hmm. may have a problem with it. Mm-hmm. it may, or maybe it's an age thing, too. She seems to be, Carrie seems to be younger than this guy. Maybe he's paid more dues, and yeah, now it's his turn to take over. Mm. And 
he has an issue with it. Well, yeah, she's she's definitely she looks younger than him, and yeah. uh, you know, obviously she she kind of went around his head to to get the spot, went around you know whatever protocol it was by getting Lockhart to you know right to like kind of blackmailing Block, Lockhart, right. although although Redmond doesn't know about it. She asked nicely. She asked nicely. <laughs> My butt. Exactly. Of course, everybody knows that Carrie has a way of getting her way. But yeah, I mean, every time, every time. But obviously, based on his shiftiness, I mean, even if it seems like he's doing all the right things, helping her out a little bit here, you know, yeah, you can't really trust anyone at the embassy right. at all. Right. But I don't really see an ulterior motive for him giving her that information that he was an ISI and that he's local. Hmm. You know, I don't I don't see how he could be leading her into a trap that way because she's trying to track him. So well, what, could, what what negative could come out of well, here's, giving he, her the name? Here's the other thought. Well, I was going to say here's the other thought. I mean, we find out later on, you know, we're jumping around a little bit by saying this. We found out later on when they were staking him out and watching over him yeah. that, that they were they got made or or somebody you know right told him pretty much to get out of there plus obviously so, he obviously has his own intelligence yeah and maybe mm-hmm. he's maybe he's just kind of baiting her to actually gather some intelligence which is why he's got a detail on her to, to so he can actually piece together what she finds yeah. and then what he what he already knows well the spy game's an information game so right. obviously yeah. i guess i guess at le- the very least redmond gave her some information expecting to figure out exactly what she's up to yeah and he might realize that she's more cunning at this than he is but if he can crack the puzzle mm-hmm. quicker than she can then he can prove that he should be in charge and not her. Mm, so you think he's playing the corporate ladder game? Maybe. <laughs> probably, I don't know. Just he, a, he, yeah, he might be. He, different he, angle. He very well might be playing the, the corporate angle game as well because, mm. you know, he's just trying to get fired. He's, 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 he's trying hurt. to prove that he yeah. should be in that spot. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's definitely butthurt about that. Mm. I mean, now we, <laughs> he has to be. Who wouldn't be? No, I, yeah. I think anybody would. I mean, he's over yeah. there working, and the next thing you know, she comes over and she's like, You didn't get my cable kind of thing. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm running things now, kind of sort of, sort of speak. So, anyway, Saul is poking around. Yeah, she got Saul. She got she, Saul doing after After she wanted him out the door, and his bags are practically packed, and yes. she calls him back in for a favor. And she didn't want to have to ask for anything. But she did. So. Well, but now this is a different thing, and this is this is major. The fact that Sandy was murdered, mm-hmm. the fact that it was an agent, and Saul even told her, "said just give it to Langley. They should know." But you know that's not good enough for her because she knows eventually everything will be thrown under the rug and nothing will get solved. It'll just be all buried in political bureaucracy. Bureaucracy. How how, how important do we feel that? Sandy's murder is going to turn out to play in this whole picture or this whole thing to begin with. I think it's going to be a pretty big deal. I mean, based yeah. on some of the things that we learned about this episode, I think, in oh, particular, like, you know, this new woman that we see. Yes. You know, the one that's uh, that, that's getting Professor Boyd, the ambassador's husband, who we, we just met for the first time this episode, too, played by Mark Moses, a Professor big character. Backboneless Boyd. <laughs> that's what we're going to call him. Yeah. Mark Moses, who's been on, like, just about every single TV show. Right. So, uh, yeah, he's very a very familiar face. Do you think that we'll find out something about Sandy that is not all too up and up? I mean, remember those shady text messages, and then well, I think it's not. Is, a, I think it's already not in the up and up that that we yeah. now heard from this mysterious woman, Tasneem, that uh, that he was giving away classified documents straight from the ambassador's desk through this through her husband. Through well, husband. and I feel like she, the girl, is probably ISI, but like the bad side of she ISI. She has a she has a like a yeah she has like an agent like like an official agent type of feel to her. 
Yeah, know? and even saying like that she can like protect, like a, but at the same time, she's got enough influence that she can ruin his life with the FBI and the Pentagon. Yeah, if he doesn't listen to her. Right. So mm. she definitely feels like she's part of the ISI. Just some kind of like, yeah. You think she might be from like the some ISI? kind of? Well, just she's obviously from some kind of agency. She feels she feels like kind of like a government agent of some sort. You know. Like, hmm. uh, you know, whatever version of, I guess ISI is the version of, of uh, like the FBI. So I mean, Hakani like also, I mean, they, how they operate is somewhat official. But just the way, I mean, even <laughs> her, out, very her outfit, the two guys she had like backing her up that were like, you know, that were keeping Boyd in toward the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. The fact, like you said, the fact that she said, you know, all you have to do is this and you'll be protected. You can leave with no questions asked. The FBI won't, you know, CIA, FBI, no one will ever know. You know, I just felt like that was very, you know, your wife will never know. Otherwise, we'll, we'll blackmail you. It doesn't yeah. seem like Boyd, or maybe, maybe Boyd's not really clear on who he's been disseminating information to now based on this news. I guess not because he was giving the information to Sandy for whatever reason. Who knows what story Sandy gave? Cause when right. she, when she confronted him in, in class, in, in his lecture afterwards, mm-hmm. He was kind of surprised at first, you know, when she said she knew Sandy, he, he, his ears perked up a little bit, right. but until she actually said, you know, we, you know, I benefited from our friendship because he was giving away the classified documents you were taking from the ambassador's table. That's when he freaked out and right. it, it freaked him out enough to, to lie about getting a job at, at George Washington University at GW, right? you know, to try and get out of town because he knew he was in deep deep mm-hmm. doo-doo. I mean, you know? obviously, do you really think you're going to be able to like get out of the country now all of a sudden? When somebody comes to you, you're already doing something you're not supposed to be doing. Right. You're providing a service. Dude, he was clearly he, they're tracking him. It, right. He's so entitled though. You saw when 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 uh when she had him in the office at the end, he's like, I demand a phone call. You know, we were right. like we're all joking, like, I'm right. an American in right. in Pakistan. I deserve rights. It's like yeah. no. I thought he was gonna ask for an attorney his Miranda rights. <laughs> yeah. My Miranda rights weren't read you to have me. You not read my Miranda right, rights. Really, yeah. bro? I'm yeah. free to go. Yeah. You held me for twenty four hours, I'm allowed to leave now. <laughs> like he really tried to run too, knowing two goons were standing behind him. Like you really, where do you think you're going? Right. Right. Lexi's like, I can't believe he tried to. Do He's that. like, good day, yeah. Good, who does that? Good day, ma'am. Turns around, they punch him in the gut. I said, good day. Right. <laughs> I'm glad Try that. Try to leave. <laughs> Try to leave, but you won't let me. Good day. He's such a putz. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I love how Farrah has like actually been like incorporated into. Uh, the investigation and she's like on stake out with Max and she is stuff. bad to the bone this season yeah. Yeah. I love her well that the you know last week when she kind of fudged up the was it last week I think when she fudged up that meeting yeah. with Ayan you know she 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 was a little nervous but you know now it's like it's getting it's getting hot in the in the kitchen pretty much and well, she's just like let me get out there and she, handle it yeah she's not a field operative you know, by trade no she and didn't I start hate, out that way I hate to say this but she's the one who blends in the most so it's easiest yeah. for her to go undercover because yeah. no one's going to be like, who's the blonde American? Yeah, right. Ma- Max can't do the same thing. Yeah, Max, ha- Max can't come out there. It's so it's funny, though, obvious. how the, the, the irony behind that because she's kind of like uncomfortable even though she blends in mm-hmm. and then Carrie's just like so comfortable and like, like walks around and she just throws a wrap yeah. on and the blonde hair is just sticking out it's like and she's like sheltering her face right and- right like you would be spotted in a second obviously you know you stick out right even though with the wrap <laughs> you know you you know you're not blending in right mm-hmm. yeah like kind of sort of but what's so funny is I like when uh, Redmond's detail came back and reported to him how she was really that good at Slipping. Well, we saw a little bit about that. I believe it was uh, last week. We saw a little bit of of her escaping the ISI agents. Right. There were like two of them. Right. You uh-huh. know, 
And she was like, remember with the kids, she's giving money to the kids, and yeah, yeah. doing yeah. all that. So she's yeah, she's good. I mean, she had the she had the, the her her security guys drop her off somewhere. She goes yeah. through, she goes through, she gives the kids some money. She slips that guy. So she's just like it's like second nature to her. Like, this isn't her first rodeo either, right? Of yeah. course, but she's. It, I, I like how they reinforce her talent level of being mm-hmm. a spy. Besides just the fact that she can actually run an operation, and, and you probably have to think even a little bit like you know Redmond hearing this. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like kind of pisses him off even more. It's yeah, like, of course. she's got my job and she apparently can escape my tails. Yeah. Yeah. You know, well, she's re- well rounded. I feel like she knows how to protect herself. Mm-hmm. She watches behind her back and she, you know, she set up the second location that he doesn't probably doesn't know about. She speaking knows what of, she's doing. Speaking yeah. of protecting herself, I hope she did that with Ayan. Oh, Ayan. I am. Is it Ayan or Ayan? I say Ayan. You, you, you're making it sound like Ayan, like an Ayan, like an Ayan, like, like an Ayan, like an Ayan. Like an oh sh- no, but it's that. no, like a molecule. <laughs> That's a, you're like a molecule. Oh, like an Ayan. Yes, we're going back to like ninth grade chemistry. Yeah, right now. Ayan. I guess so. Ayan. Is it Ayan? Yes, Ayan. That's okay. Yeah. So <laughs> it's okay. We're trying to get Ayan <laughs> to. Uh, yeah, Farrah actually kind of she screwed up that whole trying to. Get she screwed to, it up, but Carrie made up for it and she did. flirted with him. And, yeah. yeah. He's very, he's like overly, how skittish he is, is like really annoying. Yeah. Mm. He's very paranoid about something. So what's going, I mean, now it's making me wonder, like, why so nervous, especially if... Well, I mean, here's the Hakani thing. Hakani is still alive, and I now think he's... he's been trying to cover up this entire time that his uncle, the most powerful, like, terrorist... Well, he was the number four on the most wanted list, if I remember correctly, from okay. the first episode. A very powerful yeah, terrorist. Yeah, number four. Uh, yeah. Very powerful. So, yeah, I guess trying to cover it up. I mean, he had all this medicine that he may or may not have stolen from the university pharmacy. Uh, you know, the, right. the, uh, obviously the university thinks that he did because of Kiran's dad, of, of his uh, little girl... Girl slash friend, not really girlfriend, but little, little yeah. friend that's a woman. Kieran can't be trusted. Yeah, well, no, Kieran, I think was the more trustable the one. It's, it's the family because the family just doesn't want her to be involved with someone who associates with a known terrorist. But he was supposed it's not to hide the bag. It's a family right? member. Yeah, it's a family she member. She was supposed to hide the bag for right. him. Yeah, so how but did the, the father dad... found out. That's dude, what I'm saying. Just because somebody has good intentions, it still doesn't. You got you got a teenage it. daughter. You're probably <laughs> checking out everything she's doing. Anything, anything, little sly or whatever. Who knows? Maybe he's reading I can tell diary. you, my dad. When I was a teenager, he he knew everything I was doing. Yeah, so. really. You need to have a daughter. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to have a daughter. But yeah, I mean, obviously, he was he was pissed off when uh, when uh, Ayan showed up. And even said he reported them to the university. So he pretty much, like, ruined his life right. over there. So, yeah, even more reason for him to, to go to Cary with the promise that he was going to be going to London, going to a new school, to the Royal Medicine, you know. And ask for the 80,000 rupees. He, you know. Which is about, we figured it out, right? You said pounds. five pounds, pounds is about, pounds. like, $750, $800, I yeah, think. Something, something like that. that. Yeah. It's like okay, I trust close to double or more than I think it's close to double, if yeah, not more. close to double. Yeah. Uh, American dollars. Yeah. So, apparently, he goes back to... Was it Kieran that actually went and got the medicine for him? No. Who no. Was, who, was the, who was the friend? We no. don't know. We don't, we don't know. know yeah, he, he just, just some nurse. Just some nurse that, I guess, he knew from a teaching school. Okay. And she was the one who ended up getting the medicine for him. And he sleeps outside overnight, outside of this place. Yeah. He had to wait his turn. She made him wait. Whatever this mission is, is really important, obviously, as we see. Yeah. I have a prediction for this at the end. Well, I I just want to say, speaking of predictions, I just want to say, I did get it right from week one. 
that Hassani was not dead. That that the medicine Hakani. Is it Hassani Hakani? I'm sorry, it's, it's Hussein Hakani. Hussein sorry, Hussein Hakani. Hakani. Okay. The Hakani wasn't dead. I actually predicted that the medic that that medicine was for him. So, but uh. I also said, but here's the other thing. Here's where I know I'm wrong now. I also said it's because he might turn because he would have information and perhaps that I am perhaps the terrorists. Yeah, that perhaps the terrorists uh, wanted to get rid of him for some reason. But now it looks like they were just trying to cover up his death so so that he could plot his terrorist attack, his comeback. Yeah, tour. His comeback to her, right. whatever his big thing is. But so, that medicine might not be for Hakani. It could be for Hakani who's feeding it to someone else higher up. I guess that's true because he's still walking around. He's not desperately sick or something. Well, you know, I mean, but cancer patients I guess still true. walk around. Mm, that's true too. <laughs> but <laughs> but we got to find like out. We got to find be out. In a wheelchair. Yeah, we got to find out what kind of medication it is. I guess that's the it's next a testosterone medicine. I think. Okay. And my dad texted me before the show actually, and he said that that when you have prostate cancer you get testosterone therapy as part of your treatment and so that could be what he has if it's an illness is that he's has prostate cancer and his nephew is getting you know the medicine that he needs Mm -hmm. but it could also be someone higher up yeah right it could be a bartering it could be something to barter with someone even higher up to get something else who knows what so, but it is kind of odd because, well, I guess, you know, I guess Hakani can't just walk into any pharmacy and ask for medicine. I guess he needed his nephew for this, but I just, right. it still felt, I don't want to say it felt easy to get, but it, it did st- seem, still seem like, yeah, well, let me just make a, a deal with a nurse and, and wait outside for a day, for a night and then get it back and get it in the morning. It's like, he didn't have to do that. But if you've got a nephew in medical school, yeah, he right. knows the ropes to get the medicine that, you know, he needs or wants. Just like a su- college kid, really. Right. Okay. I suppose. I mean, I guess there's still some questions about this, but I, I still feel like, and, and perhaps maybe it's harder to get that, that kind of medicine than, than I realized, but uh, it's just a little interesting. Because well, they, they have they access. Want to do it. Obviously, in the facility, they've got easy access to it. I mean, this guy's number four on the on, on the most wanted list. I would think that, and he has apparently an entourage of machine gun wielding, uh, you know. But guys I feel like any them. of those guys can go run... You know, their credit card somewhere <laughs> because okay. I'm sure all of them are on a list. Got so it, it makes sense that the, the innocent nephew is going to go get the medicine. Got it. Okay. He's unsuspecting. All right. Fair enough. That works. Fair enough. If you guys have any opinions about what's going on or any questions or you guys want to correct us on anything that we're errant about, you guys can give us a call here at 424 424-253-0504. Here for Homeland. So what I'm liking, I'm liking how they're making Saul relevant. Mm-hmm. Okay. And even though he's not really official for any of this, obviously, he's obviously has a lot of weight because... Well, Carrie wants him because he has uh, connections out there. Yes. And he's talking to the general in that, uh, in that what looks like, I guess, that little uh, uh, club. That exclusive club right. that no American has set foot in since uh, since the attack yes. uh, attack there recently, or or some I don't know the when it was attack. the Ambalabad was it uh, oh Ambalabad attack which so I'm not sure when it was mm-hmm. oh that was for oh for Bin Laden so there you go so no American has stepped in since then oh wow that's even a bigger deal then so everyone's talking and and this general guy, this general guy's kind of cool he's just like yeah I'd love yeah. to talk screw him right let's just hang out I, talking, I, he likes right. being a rebel right. call me Bonnie you guys are bunny bunny a bunny, bunny. bunny. Even worse, bunny. yeah. yeah funny. Is, I don't know. It's weird, but yeah, that was weird. Right? <laughs> yeah, I it's mean, like a stripper name or something. I don't know. <laughs> and no offense to any strippers out there that really like this show because uh, like I didn't realize you offended them. Right? 
They might be watching like, why are you saying bunny? Um, no, I'm bunny. But anyway, anyway yeah. yeah. So, so it's, just, it's just funny how he's like going in like low-key. Well, not even low-key. He's like, look, I got credit with you. And he's like, what are you talking about? Like, you're not even in the game anymore. Are you still in the game? Like, well, I like, yeah. I like that this official, this general, first of all, he said 911 was a hoax. We all know it's a hoax. Right. You know? And, I love and, that. And Saul is like, I can't believe someone from your, your your position and your knowledge actually believes that that piece of crap, that pile of crap. You know? They were having this little argument about whether 911 is a hoax or not. And then he pretty much says... And how he said it was, like, so matter-of-fact yeah, and, like, it, it was really funny. He just threw it away. Like, yeah, like, like, yeah, we all know it's a hoax. Yeah. Right. We all know. Right. And then and then even toward the end, when he still didn't want to give that information, and he said, I don't know what you're doing. You lost already. You know, U.S. has to pull out of, ta- out of Afghanistan. The Taliban won. They get their own terms. Yeah. You guys lost. And then he's even like, well, then you don't... You shouldn't mind giving me a little bit of gratitude. You know, Which is true. Courtesy. Yeah. So he actually worked that like a salesman. He worked. Yeah. He didn't get that upset. Like he I think. I think any of us like you know. I, I you know unless you really believe nine eleven is a hoax, which I don't know. I don't know anyone who really does. But uh, I think any of us would it would have pushed some buttons. What well, he was it saying. Happened. It yeah. did happen. It did happen. It, was, it did happen. And Bin Laden is dead. He also said that we know Bin Laden's actually not dead, which, what? Right. Well, you know what that was really funny about that line, too, saying that, uh, you know, saying 9-11's a hoax is like saying Bin Laden's alive, still alive, or whatever. Right. But here we go, seeing an operation where a terrorist, a known terrorist, was presumed dead. Yeah, but we have Bin Laden's body. No, no, we do. But I still thought that line, ocean. I still thought that line was very ironic. But we don't have a body. Yeah, cons- considering that <laughs> Hakani's still alive. That's all. It's what, yeah. He's walking dead somewhere. <laughs> he's walking dead somewhere. Uh, that that's another show. show, guys. That's another okay. show. <laughs> okay, so. Yeah. <laughs> so, who was the guy that actually, see, I missed this part. See, this is why you, it's fun, cause you guys get to like, we're actually really just watched the show. Who's the guy? Okay, so he met with the general, he and didn't... then he's in the restaurant, and then these Secret Service type the guys. Clear out the restaurant, yeah. except for Saul. It was really funny to me. He notices all this going on, and he just sits there. I think if it was like Quinn or somebody, they would have pulled out their gun with a silencer. Like, okay, what's going on? Who's about to, you know, yeah, well, could pop in here. It's possible he knew. It's possible he knew what they were doing. Right. Or yeah. that he knew that the meeting was yeah. at that time. That he knew there was the meeting. That's you know, what I mean. Do we know who this He's one of the higher-ups, obviously, but... We didn't get a name. Who knows if we'll see him position. again. Or a position. But we, I feel like we'll see him again. But he, he really didn't disseminate anything useful. No. Well, he got mad. He got mad. He did. Yeah. But that's how you know maybe Saul's onto something. Exactly. When he's pushing those buttons. And I feel like whoever that man is, maybe he actually did give the order to kill Sandy. It's possible. Because that's what Saul accused him of when he got mad. That's true. Yeah, I don't know if we'll see him again. I mean, he, we might see him again. I don't know. But I think that was important just because it, it kind of gave Saul any confirmation that, yeah, maybe there's something going on here. Okay. Yeah, that's what I see. Well, it's going to be definitely interesting to see how Saul's role mm-hmm. in this whole situation plays out because, I don't know, his wife is ready to move to New York, right? His wife did move to New York. They were in she New York. Did. She, they are in New York. They're okay. just trying to find a place on the Upper East Side. Okay. I think, and in that first scene. But it's a struggling marriage. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's been struggling for... <laughs> it's still struggling. The, duration, the entire series. The yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it had a bright spot at the end of last season, but it looks like it's struggling again. And it's definitely not doing any good the more Saul stays out there in Pakistan. Well, so. he's just itching to get back in on the action. He hates the private sector. so mm. It's like a drug. It's like Quinn was talking about. It's like yeah. a drug. 
like the adrenaline. Part of yeah, it. yeah. He's a company like, man. He loves it. He loves it. He wants to be out there. It's like what the heck? Talking about drugs, I think Carrie is. I don't know what. What? How do you guys feel about? <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> what do you Carrie, Carrie is. I don't know. Carrie is just a hot mess, as like we like to call it, a hot mess, <laughs> mm-hmm. because she has lured this poor young boy into her lair. So, I thought she was going to use Farrah to do it, to be honest with you, at first. No. I think when she did the bathroom scene, it was like, okay, this is going to be Carrie who does the seduction. Yeah. Right. Well, you know, it's funny because after the bathroom scene, you see this long shot of her looking at the mirror. And pretty much this seduction scene started with her looking in the mirror first before she went out there to uh, console him and talk to him. And, you know, she's got to distract him because she's got to keep him around for two days and, and obviously get him to admit that uh, Hakani's still alive and, and, you know, use him as the stalking horse. As she said, right. as she said earlier in the episode, she has to get him. She has to get in the character, basically, yeah. by looking in the mirror. But I thought what I thought was interesting about Farah too is that Farah was like, "So you're gonna get his passport? You're gonna get his passport and and documents, right?" And she's like, "No." Right. <laughs> she's like, "No," and you could see Farah like question that. Yeah. So, but why would you send him out of the country when clearly he's like a huge lead? Their only lead well, besides. No. The that, man. Absolutely. No, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with Carrie. I'm just saying that, I'm just saying that Farah has maybe a slight little change of, uh, not change of heart, mm-hmm. but she's probably noticing that, oh wow, Carrie promised something and she didn't deliver. Right. You know, and don't forget Farah, out of all the characters on Homeland, Farah has a, a personal connection to this region. She's from this region. Yeah. Of course. You know, she's seen, she's seen firsthand the atrocities of, of, uh, of the governments over there, the terrorists over there. You know, whatever whatever goes on. So she, if anything, I think she doesn't want to lie to anybody, you know, to anybody out there because, you know, she's been in that region. She knows what it's like. Yeah. So. Well, she definitely wants to, you know, protect, I think, her yeah. culture and, she, and anybody that comes from it. And, and she's not know. the only one questioning. I mean, you know, you saw Quinn questioning Carrie earlier because Quinn was even questioning her about promising uh, asylum. You know, about promising to get right. to London. Right. He's like, that's not an easy thing for you to do. You know, you can't probably do that. Right. So, and, and of course, if Quinn saw what Carrie was doing by the end of the episode, he'd probably even freak out more. How do you guys feel about where Carrie is going as a character based on all the consciousness, consciousness she has around her? Hmm. Like how her moral compass seems to be so transforming. Off. Yeah. I feel like she's spiraling out of control, kind of. Not in like the sense of everyday life, but in her sexual romantic life, she kind of is. Well, do you think that's just a a manifestation of where she is? Morally, maybe, but I think she knows. I think she knows that Quinn has a weakness for her, and so she exploits that to get what she needs out of him. Mm-hmm. And I think that maybe it is because she's stuck overseas and she wants some action that she's taking advantage of Ion. But at the same time, see, I don't, I don't necessarily agree that she believes that she's got like Quinn wrapped up around her finger. I think she still looks at him as a colleague. I, I, I feel that. You know, we saw her last season uh, at one, one, you know, uh, toward the beginning of last season when she was sleeping around. She was sleeping with that guy from the convenience store that looked mm-hmm. a lot like Brody. Mm-hmm. The red and, and, and you know, <laughs> and and you even said it while we were watching the show. It's like you know, spies. We we presume that mm-hmm. spies sleep around to get the job done anyway. Right. So it's not really you know this might be shocking to us. Oh my god, especially especially after seeing her relationship with Brody. Yeah. You know, to see her throwing herself at this kid. 
you know, to try and keep him in, uh, in town and to keep him distracted and to get information out of him. But, you know, this is something that perhaps other agents have done. You know, I think we, we if we look at it that way. That's what they do. And, and I feel like if she's willing to throw they herself, <laughs> if she's willing to throw herself around, I think she would throw herself around at Quinn, but I think she sees Quinn as a colleague and not as a relationship. I don't think she sees him as a relationship, but I think. I don't think she's playing him. That's what I mean, though. I think that she sees a little bit of a weakness and that she can, because he, he was, mm-hmm. he was going through his exit stuff. He was almost out and she. But she didn't know that till he talked about it. Yeah, but right before she hung up the phone, she was like, but I love, like, I love you so much. Thank you so much. Mm, okay, maybe. You, you're, you may know more than I just on think this. I don't from know. like a girl's <sighs> point of view. You know how to manipulate a guy. I hate okay. to say that, but you do. Well, I'd love to hear your comments on YouTube about this or on iTunes about She's this. She's definitely so. manipulating yeah. him. But one thing about Carrie that I, I definitely noticed uh, was she had a bit of a return to season one when uh, when Farad, uh, when Ghazi was uh, got that phone call about laundry and he started packing up and they realized that you know yeah. mm-hmm. that they possibly have been made and he's exiting. Yeah, and she's like, we have to get him now. And Quinn was even like, no, uh, it's not safe. But she was willing to go out there on her own. Yeah. You know, she she had her backup, but she was going to order to go with her. But mm-hmm. it was that old Carrie with, with Brody, like when Brody was about to get in trouble and she was defiant and she did not want to listen to anybody else's opinion or any logic. And she was, and you know, she got, she got with that tone of voice, you know, she got really, really loud and indignant. And uh, that was kind of a return to the old Carrie that was a bit unstable. So I, I think this is definitely the first episode where we really see people, especially the people around her. That she's known for a while. Right. She's questioning her again. Right. So, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, we can talk about a couple of things in predictions. I feel like we're going to go to predictions next because there's so many. We're kind of going towards what the potentials are going to be. Kind of. Sort. Do we have any news and gossip? I actually, um, yeah, I've, I found an interesting article. So, we have some news and gossip. After Buzz, <laughs> news. Um, okay, so I saw you guys, I'm sure you read the Washington Post article that came out. That was getting like slammed. I think I told you about it. Sure. From last week's. It was about basically a writer said that there's so much bigotry in mm-hmm. Homeland yeah. mm-hmm. because they're just slanting Pakistanis to look like terrorists all the time. Mm-hmm. And um, in a website called The Week, someone from Pakistan wrote an article that talks about the three horrific inaccuracies in Homeland's depiction of Islamabad. And I found one really interesting is that she says that Islamabad is actually a really beautiful city. Which, mm. if you Google it, it's gorgeous. Mm. And so I don't know if this is an outlying suburb or whatever we're seeing that makes it look like it's an actual third world country. But they filmed this in Cape Town, South Africa. Yeah. So they went to huge extremes to make this look like it's a war-torn third world country. And I just thought that it was interesting. And she talks about that. But... um she says that it's not the hopeless maze depicted in Homeland. The city's actually planned along a grid divided into sectors with neatly arranged blocks and streets. There, this is something the writers could have ascertained from a cursory glance at Google Earth. Hmm. So I think it's interesting that they're portraying... Well, I have a thought about this. I, and if, if you look at it at any... If this is any city at all, whether it's in the Middle East or even the U.S. or whatever, and you're doing a show that involves shady business, people like duplicitous people, right. you know, trying to stay under the radar and hide out, chances are they're going to be in the more seedy sides of town because that's the place where where those kinds of people can thrive. You know, they're not going to be necessarily under your nose in the upper class neighborhoods in the more beautiful parts of town. You know, well, but at so. the same time, it's a it's a seemingly realistic show. They mm-hmm. talk about Bin Laden's death. Yeah. They talk about nine eleven. Mm-hmm. 
So clearly there's realistic aspects to a fictional story in this. Why not make Islamabad more real? Yes. Look more real. I, I'll give you that. But I still feel like, you know, like when Sandy, for example, was meeting, you know, was going to that place, you don't expect them to be going. Like if this was New York City, you don't expect them to be going to like the Empire State Building or, or you know, to the Upper East Side, some really ripped, posh neighborhood to do this little secret meeting. You expect them to go to the Bowery. You expect them to go downtown somewhere, someplace right. seedy. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's that's what I'm trying to say. It's a very cliche, uh, you know, speaking in terms of a TV show, I feel it's very cliche that you would be doing some of these scenes no matter what city you're in, in the bad parts of town. Now, if you're saying that Islamabad does not have any bad parts of town, then I'm yeah, then, that, then it's probably but... realistic. But I, I, that's why I'm like willing to believe it. But I do, I will say that obviously, I've never seen a TV show talk about a city about this city before. Right, right. So my impression of this city obviously is from what I'm seeing from from Homeland. So I think that's a really uh, awesome and amazing point. That if you're not aware, if you just if you're just watching this and you're assuming, oh, so that's Islamabad, that you're picturing all the bad aspects of it but again it's like if they only did one movie or one tv show again of new york city and all you saw was alphabet city you would think the whole city is alphabet city yeah i mean i get points of both arguments because basically from that intellectual standpoint that makes sense but we don't know a whole lot about islamabad in america i don't think in general Mm -hmm. you know so just to to have that kind of media portrayal and that's all we know probably to compound with all the other media stigmas yeah that we have this stigma about that region of the world yeah. already and it's not going to obviously reinforce the positive well and don't forget images. The, the hotel looks beautiful the um the embassy area when she was jogging that look i mean obviously there's a lot of guards and everything but yeah. it still looked really nice where Saul was meeting uh his people yeah we're all beautiful parts of town so right. it's not all uh you know it's not all bad but the scenes that we're going to remember is the scene of sandy getting killed on that street mm-hmm. you know that's the scene when we think of that we're going to keep thinking about that because they keep playing that over and over again we're going to be seeing carrie trying to get away from people and busy you know that one scene where you see all the traffic i was thinking about that one scene where everyone's honking the horn and the traffic stuck and everything when they were trying to follow on it's like that's the very cliche typical like asian or middle eastern right street where right, like right. everyone's going to market and everyone's yelling at each other and honking the horn and, right. and you know yelling at each other. yeah it's very cliche <laughs> Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, I'm just no, like, it's I true. got passionate it's, it's about cliche. that. I don't know why. Cliche. Go ahead, Lexi. And then the other aspect that I found yeah. really interesting was that um, they talked about the language mm. and the accents that they use. And she said, and and I realize that this is probably a very biased article, yeah. but at the same time, it was just interesting. She goes, imagine a show about New York City in which the native New Yorkers spoke English like the characters on Downton Abbey. <laughs> And that's basically Whoa. how they view how people are speaking Urdu on the show. They have a point there. And she says, if Game of Thrones can hire a linguist to properly construct mm. believable fictional languages like Valerian, why can't Homeland <laughs> hire somebody to check the basics of a real world language? <laughs> believable fictional languages. Can hire a I think. I think it's just that they hire wow. a ton of English actors, uh, you know, to to play these parts too, and they just assume for some reason it's not just Homeland, but there are other shows that they they think, you know, they they can let English accents get away with almost anything. They feel like. Yeah, that's kind of annoying. I mean, it is annoying. I agree. I mean, it, I just it, thought it was like interesting to hear from. Oh, no, I'm not denying it. I just think it's really, I think it's true. I, I would love to see a more realistic depiction. I think there's a really good point there, too, especially with the accents. I was thinking about that, too, because even, like, the general had this nice British accent, and I'm not sure if that ISI agent did, too, but they all, I, I don't know what their accents are necessarily like, but there is a lot of English creeping up. Sometimes, creeping up. sometimes depending on the character, 
Yeah. And they say he's like a general. He's higher up. Oh, he has Because he's British, an intellectual, he, right, too. Right. Yeah. He's yes. higher up. Maybe he's a little more educated. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Sure. Right. Yeah. Apparently, the smarter you get, the more English you sound. Right. <laughs> the more westernized yes. you become. Or whatever. Blah, blah, blah. Whatever yeah. that means, right? <laughs> <sighs> Brother. Okay. Is that it, Lex? Yeah, that's all. Okay. Cool. Let's go to uh, predictions. And now, you're after Buzz TV. Okay, predictions. Showtime's original series, Homeland, season four, episode five. What do you guys think is coming up <laughs> next week? Thank you for week? that. Thank you for that. Um, you know, I just, I just think that, you know, whenever a promise is made, you know, it can't be kept in this show. Right. So I think the promise that was made for Professor Boyd, nothing's going to happen to you if you just do this. this I think he's going to die. <laughs> I think Boyd's, Boyd's a goner. Boyd's gonna die. Boyd's a goner. I don't know if he's going to be gone next episode, but, but fairly soon, I think he's going to be gone. You know what? I don't think he's gonna die. You don't think so? No, he's too. He's 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 not enough of a. Plus, he's a character actor. He's in on so many shows. He's probably he got is, booked on another he's, show. He's, he's not, probably booked on you know Once Upon a Time next week or something. You know, he's like, yeah, you're gonna have to kill me off. Scandal. So you gotta yeah, take scandal. that. You can take that into consideration. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've seen him on here. I've seen him on. Like, I think he's, he's booked on that. He's next week. gonna be booked on some other show next week. He's gonna be gone. I don't I think, think his character is strong enough to get killed off. You don't think I think, so? I think he's. I think he doesn't have any backbone. They'll just use him and use him and use him, and you know, and that'll be that. I think the key, ha- the key that the yeah. girl gave him has something to do with how long he's going to last on the show because I kind of feel like she said this is the beginning mm. and then him going there is going to be the end. Because that's and what happened with Sandy. That's how it started with Sandy. Well, I, but I think the key the key's actually going to work. Well, it's so going to work at first until it doesn't work anymore. And then that's like the key. Like, we don't They're not going to kill him off in the same way they killed Sandy, though. That doesn't even... No, no, no not, not necessarily. Homeland. Not necessarily. But I still mm. think that's very that key just felt. I mean, just the, the camera angle, the way she gave it to him, it was so much symbolism in that key. Mm-hmm. It was so much symbolism in that key. That and the way she said a lot it, of work. this is the beginning. What did she write? What did she say? Something like this is the beginning of our relationship or something, or this is how it starts. And I was like, and that's how it ended for Sandy. That's what I said. So I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> I, I I have a. I'm not sure about the whole Redmond thing. If he's going to be, you know, grow to be an increasing thorn in Carrie's ass, or he's going to become. I feel like it can go either way. He could either jump on her, you know, be actually a part of her team and just submit, and you know, be a part of the team and actually be that silver lining for her mm-hmm. that just kind of like pops out. Next thing you know, he really had her back the whole time. Or it can go the other way. So I, I'm really curious to see how that's going to turn. It's not really a prediction. I just not, not, I'm not really sure where Redman. Yeah. I'm really curious to see where the writers are going to take that character and his relationship to this whole mm. investigation. Do you think? Do you think uh, Carrie's going to continue this uh, this fling with Ayan? Yes. I think it's going to last for as long as she needs it to last. Mm-hmm. That was really awkward. And then she'll cut it off. Yeah. We were definitely talking about how awkward it was in the beginning, and then it got pretty heated. So he's well, learning fast. It's getting heated on her end, Boy, though. Boy, you'll not... be a man soon. <laughs> he's definitely a virgin. So yes. it seems. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that. No, there's nothing wrong yeah. with that at all. And I just think that she is corrupting this young man. Yeah. And then the other, and the other big question, I know you might want to talk about this, is, is that, you know, now that we, we didn't know that the ambassador was married, because we saw her flirting with Saul last week, and now we discovered that, that he's married. So I think this also, you know, getting rid of Boyd also sets up. Well, we saw, I was showing him before we went on, there was a tweet from Homeland, and you know, they show this parts of the script every week. Yeah. And it was Saul, and it goes, their eyes Mm -hmm. meet. 
And then he, what was it? It was like, Comes he gets frozen, gets frozen as they, or he's frozen as they look at each other. And yeah. So it's like, and we know it's got, it's, yeah, it's gotta, gotta be, be the ambassador, right? right? So there's gotta be, you know, Saul's gonna get some action this season, it looks like. Not well, his wife. All I know is that Carrie better not get pregnant by Ayan. I'm gonna be mad. Oh my god. She's gonna be like an Angelina She Jolie doesn't need another kid that she tries kids. to drown. Oh. <laughs> That's pretty bad. <laughs> what, but it's true. She can't yeah, handle it. It's true. No, no, I don't mean like that. It's bad. Okay, that was a bad. Story. All right, guys. <laughs> Where can we find you guys till next week? You you can find me on all social media at Lexi Hammersfire. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Nandovel N A N D O V E L, and you can find me here on some other shows like uh, Walking Dead coming up next. On uh, and you can find me on all social media at Club Thaddeus. Until next time, after buzzers. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, Buzz you later. later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only. Do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 